Ladies and gentlemen, we need to talk about something. Because we spend hours and hours watching, observing, grading and analyzing what we see in gyms and arenas all over the world. That's why we have to talk about something basketball. Welcome to Something Basketball, your English spoken basketball podcast straight out of Germany. I'm your host JB and today it's my distinct pleasure to bring you the insights from one of the masterminds behind Alba Berlin's recent growth. The approach of Something Basketball is to spread wisdom by picking the minds of all kinds of different people. So far we had coaches, players, veterans, ex-pros turned trainers on the program. But when starting this podcast, I had a few very specific basketball aficionados in my mind I needed to get in front of a microphone. Imar Ojeda, sports director with EuroLeague team Alba Berlin, was one of them. Why, you might ask? One, because he's in the business for 20 years, working as an assistant coach, as a GM, a scout, constantly evolving and growing as a person. Ever since he came into Berlin in early 2016, he dedicated himself 24-7 to the organization. We're not just talking about the men's team, we're talking establishing a culture from top to bottom, from Alba's youth system through the amateur level all the way up to the pros. Hey, and please, let's not forget about Berlin's latest seed planted, the Alba women's branch that's, one that's on the rise now. Ojeda... 47 years of age, just loves basketball in its purest way possible. Maybe that's why he took the job description to a whole new level. The first time we met and spoke was at the infamous Albert Schweitzer tournament a couple years ago. Right then and there you could feel he's not someone who's holding back any of his observations. He speaks his mind, he shares his thoughts and is willing to listen to any opinion. He has seen so many parts of the basketball world, has been working in the ACB, had a stint with Atlanta as their European regional director and spent draft day at the Hawks war room. International ball, and now he's in Germany. When we sat down at a hotel lobby, we figured we needed approximately around about 30 minutes. Turned out, we dove so deep into numerous topics that Imar almost missed out on a team dinner. As always, we stuck to the something basketball credo, exchanging the good old triple threat position, shoot, pass and dribble for, in his case, scouting, prioritization and draft. Before we get started, please have in mind what Mr. Jalen Anthony Rose just said on the Jalen and Jacoby podcast. Analytics should be a tool, not your whole toolbox. You remember that very quote at the right time during the upcoming conversation with Senor Imar Ojeda. Imar Ojeda, buenos dias. Buenos dias. But that's it for my, my Spanish. Buenos I can dias. order maybe, maybe some food and, and find my, my way into town, but, but that's about it. Um, when, when we talk about basketball, when, when we talk about your basketball vida, Mm -hmm. uh, as somebody who's been working in basketball for 20 years. Mm -hmm. At what point did you personally realize, hey, maybe I'm better at managing players instead of drawing X's and O's for them on the, on the board? Well, it was uh, not really a, a decision that I made because I realized it was uh, something that happened to me. 
when I was when I was the assistant coach in Gran Canaria, and and uh, I have my plan or my idea or my illusion, my dream to become a head coach. And uh, the, the summer before, I had also some opportunities, um, so I was more prepared to be a, a head coach. And in the GM and there in Gran Canaria told me you were the next head coach in this team. Uh, and then he left after that conversation, you know, a week later or something like that, two weeks, I don't know, he left because he got a job in, in a different club in Malaga. Um, and then the president came to me and said that he wanted me to take the job as a sport director. And I said, no, I'm a coach. But then they, they insist, insist, insist. And, um, and then I say, okay, I, I need to do it. So I jumped into that. And it's true that they say you do this for a couple of years and then you come back or something like that. But I didn't see that as a, as a real option. I said, like, what should I do? I fire the coach and I take, you know, his over his position. I don't feel that good, you know, it's like, a, so I say, okay, no, if I take that decision, it's, I didn't think in, in the long term, but I say, okay, at least I'm going to try to, to do it well. And I have to say that I that I like it, you know, I like it. I found that uh, very interesting and uh, to to build to build teams, you know, to build group of people that can work together. So now that then you know grow up into a situation that I like also to group to to put together people in order to not only teams but people around the teams and people that can work with the youth teams and, and, and you know the whole structure of the club um, and I like it I have to say that I like it and uh, there was some time that I think okay should I try to be a coach again uh, but, uh, but then I realized that Things were going well, you know. I said, like, so far, you know, I did well in Gran Canaria, I did well in Estudiantes, so why should I, you know, try to change if I'm more or less having, you know, been successful at this? At, at, at what point, when you say there wasn't one point where you, because of the way it went, there wasn't one point where you figured out, hey, I'm maybe better at doing this, but at what point did you realize, hey, I'm good at what I'm doing? I'm good at, you know, creating that environment. I'm good at finding people to surround the team and putting together a yeah. team. Well, I mean, uh, for me, there was one, one, uh, let's say, moment where uh, a vice president in Gran Canaria in my last year, or the no, the two years before I left, or I finished there. Uh, the vice president was a guy that came in new with a whole new uh, group of, of people. And he approached me one time and said like, hey, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, surprising or, or happy or, you know, I realized that you're very good putting uh, teams together. And I said like, well, okay, thank you. I have been successful, lucky with players. What I said, no, 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 I'm not talking about players. I'm talking about the, the groups, teams of people, you know. And uh, and then I say, okay. So so I was, you know, that was a good compliment. And uh, and uh, I think you know that was that was also a good push for me to keep doing the things in the way I'm doing because. Uh, and, and obviously another mom moment was whenever you see that the players that you hire 
well, function well and uh, you know the f after three four years in Gran Canaria you know and uh, you know the, the players that I signed uh, a lot of players that I introduced in the, in the league you know they jumped to bigger teams okay and that and our team was successful by reaching goals that uh, were not supposed to to be for us so that's that's the, I would say the, 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 the time that I say okay I'm, I'm being lucky and you know so and maybe I'm doing some certain things good so let's try to to pursue it because I have a lot of doubts you know whenever I go to to I met the other people you know that really scout the players and know have a lot of knowledge a lot of notes and, and then I was I question myself a lot of times you know it's like am I doing right or should that's I what go? I wanted to ask yeah. how do you because this is not something you can really hmm. let's say learn yeah if, if you want to learn how to build a house you can yeah, go yeah. to a company hey yeah. teach me mm -hmm. so you have this this three-year yeah. process of yeah. learning of how to build a house or it's true, it's true. there it's are support many professions so so this is something you have to learn on, on the fly so so yeah. in the in the very beginning was there something we said hey maybe I have a vision or maybe I've seen something from other sports directors that I want to I, into my, my own yeah. work? I, I start by trying to uh, listen or learn about the people that I trust. The, the, the former sport director in my club was, was one, you know, there's, there's certain agents that have a lot of knowledge, you know, that we, we tend to, people tend to miss or, or not valorate, you know, that power of, of the business but they have a lot of knowledge because they they follow the players a lot they know the leagues they know the coach they have a lot of experience so there's certain agents that are really trust and i and i learn from them uh, and um, and also i was developing i will say an own instinct or or tools uh, to to try to to build teams, okay. So also with learning from coaches, you know, that I work with. Uh, but I was developing, you know, um, a path, okay. So so I really think that we need to. I mean, that, that you need to uh, follow your your you know what your guts uh, says, you know, sometimes in order to to try to to. To judge players, okay. This this still happened to me, you know, that I go to see players, and I feel something special, you know, in, in, in certain planes, okay. Uh, there's also tools, you know, and and, and and I think this is this is useful. But uh, you know, how to, for example, this the follow the stats, watch the videos, you know. I have certain routines, okay. So so I check stats. I ask people that I trust about the player if they know the player. Um, I try to see the player's life, you know, uh, if it's possible, because I get a lot of feelings when you see the guy playing live. Uh, I. I I, I tell every agent, if you wanna, if, if you want me to sign one of your players, you need to tell me in advance. Okay, so it's, it's it happened just a few times that I signed a guy that I knew from two months ago. Okay, so I feel more comfortable if I know the guy for a long time and I follow. Okay, so the players. Uh, so this is something that is that is always you know something important for me. Uh, but then, 
I think it's also important to develop an instinct to 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 develop a, a, a criteria uh, about the players. Okay, so that you see a player and you like him because the certain behavior, certain attitudes, play by playing. You know. So. Is is there a a pattern um, when it comes to to scouting players? Is there something that always attracts you? Mm -hmm. For me, for me personally. It's high shoulders. When I see a guy at a young age with high shoulders, we're talking about the, the Luis Olindes, we're yeah. talking about the, the Kylian Bina folks. Mm -hmm. This is, I don't know why, but this is something that, that attracts initially you. attracts me. When I see a guy with, with broad, high sitting shoulders, that's why I'm saying, hey, I gotta follow this guy. Yeah. I, gotta, I gotta see how he moves on, on the floor. I don't know why, but it's, it's just my thing. It's, it's it's, have, have you seen some, something on your side where you yeah. say, Maybe yeah. it's his footwork, it's his shooting, how he moves off the ball, whatever it may be. I have to say that it's, it's not exclusively like that. I mean, not every player like that, that's mm -hmm. also not. But I get a, a, a good feeling by, by expressions, face expressions, mm -hmm. you know. So if the guys have, a, you know, um, whenever I saw him the first time, good expressions, you know, in the face, something that really, you know, called my attention and like, oh, I like him, you know, for for some reason. At the end of the day, we all have to work. It's it's still a business, uh, still still a person, a people, Personally, a yeah, people, yeah. a people business. You yeah, gotta yeah. work with people. And 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 I'm struggling because you know these are all data things and and you know this this uh, you know this situation is becoming more and more important. And I'm struggling with it. I'm not very good with these all these. Uh, you know, I remember with the the. the The, the movie Moneyball, you know, yeah. came out. You know, everyone in Spain when I was there, everyone, you know, immediately texted me, whatever. Oh, this is you, you know. But it was more the thing that discovering unknown guys like Jason Carroll, Cal Inglesi. I don't know a lot of a lot of names that I brought into Spain, and then they jump. The people immediately, you know, re related that. But it was it was not accurate in terms of what the method uh, they have. It was about numbers, you know. This guy and they don't, you know, they don't care, you know, the numbers guy. And they put all the numbers. Okay, baseball is different. It's more about that. Uh, but I'm struggling a little bit with all this this new situation. I'm still, you know, trust the loss. My my feelings, you know, whenever whenever I see. And as you said, at the end. I think that works for me because it's not only about uh, the abilities of the players, it's about the people and the chemistry. And I think this is something that I have been successful because I pay a lot of attention of that. Okay, so so I'd rather pass in a guy that is better than other if I think the other is a better guy. Okay, you know? so so yeah, that's not always uh, easy to find out. But you need to do the job. When we talk on-site scouting, because he said, "Hey, numbers are important. Yes, analytics, statistics, so and so and so on." But still, and I read a super interesting article the other day that that on-site scouting is more important than ever because everybody is dissected into numbers and everything is comparable. But you know, it's the little things that you that you already talked about that. Mm, that might be even more important than ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, even even though you are on a, on a super busy schedule mm -hmm. throughout the year, it's, it's BBL, it's Cup, it's EuroLeague, it's not that you guys are pushing the, the women's uh, basketball uh, in Berlin as well, but what are the can't-miss events mm -hmm. that 
Paul Martin, Ojeras, yeah. uh, it's, uh, calendar. Uh, yeah, it's 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 good what you said because uh, as I told you, I'm struggling because this tendency of the analytic is becoming more and more important, mm -hmm. and I say, well, shit, I'm not doing super well at that, uh, um, and and. Uh, so everything is about that, but, but now that everyone is getting up to this level, it's a good point that now everyone will, will handle that, but it's more even more important to define things that differences uh, one to the other, so, so it's good. No, um, I really like to see the players' uh, life. Uh, one, for me, because I think it's a very important part of the, the foreigners, the Americans, let's say, you know, and especially when I was in, in Spain, is the, the, the Portsmouth in, 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 Invitational PAT, Tournament, yeah. the PIT. This is a must for me. Um, the Summer Leagues, uh, but I don't like the format that much now because now it's too crowded. It's not really a scouting thing. It is a scouting thing. Thing, but it's, it's it's now more difficult to scout there. Uh, but it's a like a, like a networking thing and business things, and so you need to be there. And another thing that it was also important for me was the showcase, the, mm -hmm. the G League showcase. Despite I couldn't attend last year, and I'm not going to be able to attend this year <laughs> apparently because the whole travelings and games and situation. Um, and then it's important for me. Obviously, to see the young guys. Okay, so so I mean uh, the the Eurocamp was was also a must for me in Treviso. Uh, the the uh, at least one of the of the Euroleague junior tournaments. You know, so Munich is, is the one that I attended the last the last years because also our team is going and it's, it's closer. So so something that I can manage at least for one or two days. Uh, so those are us are must for me and I also like to see games you know random you know so games uh, now I'm not as able to do it here uh, but I like to to just drive and, and show up in a, in a game if I've been following a player for a while to see him in a randomly game league or European or whatever so. because I found it special that uh, I think when we first met in person it was two years ago at the NBBL mm -hmm. top four um, yeah, where the the Elba under 14 under 16 mm -hmm. and just, you know under yeah. 91 the, the, the championship that very year yeah. and uh, even though the both leagues when we talk about the the under 16 and the under 19 are existing for 10 plus years now not very many BBL teams go there yeah at least not not their head coaches, not their sports directors, not any executive, and I, th and I always thought it's a it's a chance missed. Yeah. Because those guys that you invest in, even though maybe even even your own team might not be there, but it's still the same generation, and those are the players that are hopefully growing into the BBL and hopefully going or going to develop into maybe national team yeah. players or international. Yeah, yeah. Or, know, or BBL level, players, level players. You right. have a BBL so, so you want to have, a bit, or at least take a chance to have a first-hand look at these guys and maybe evaluate yourself, hey, is he good enough? If not, maybe that's somebody who could, we could you know, yeah. hopefully come, come to our club and, and play for our farm team and help develop 
this guy. So I found it very special that, that you guys went there. Um, where does this mindset come from? Especially to, to treat the, the young guys with, with, or to give them so much attention. It's personal. I mean, it's me. You know, it's, um, I feel it that way. Um, even when I was not here, uh, in Germany yet, I came to the MBBL, the Job BBL Final Four in Quackenbrook. That was when Alba won with the with Ismet, with Ismet and the well, year and when uh, the Hartenstein genera and generation exactly, won the Job BBL. Exactly, and Hartenstein. So there, I best, best. Pardon the interruption, but no, no. Honestly, the best under 16 game I ever saw was the semi-finals Bayern Munich versus Quattenberg. Yeah, me too. Freuden, Freudenberg versus exactly. was... This is what I said. This is what I said. Yeah, uh, so, at that time I started to get to know Freudenberg, uh, mm -hmm. like Hartstein, and I don't know, I love it, uh, Torben Turing, the Turing. Uh, and, and, and the one guys. guy we, we never saw again, Jan yeah. Mugge. Mugge, exactly. With all the threes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mushiri. And Mushiri was the there. Same, also. The same generation, Moritz Sanders. And, and, the, and the, you know, and, and in the MBBL, the guys and, and Alba and the other teams, and. Uh, and, and then since I get here, I always went. You know, my first one was in Ulm, in Ulm, and uh, and after that it was Ulm. It was Quattrobun again against yeah. Jena, you know. And uh, so I'm always there. I think it's, it's uh, it is a must for me. You know, if if my team is there, I need to be there. You know, and I remember. Uh, in Ulm, for example, uh, it was Tusli. Tusli uh, reached there the job PBL with uh, Jonas Matisek, Hendrik Drescher, they were uh, all there. So those were potential players for, for us, you know, and, and I want to see them compete in a, in a weekend that, that this is, is all or nothing, you know, and, uh, and the atmosphere is good, and so, so I see how they do there. And let me tell you one thing. One of the things that was very useful, and that in Ulm, with, we went there with the MBBL, only Allah, and uh, you know who who really increased a lot his uh, possibilities in our club, Team Schneider, in that, uh, that, very, in that tournament, yes. very tournament. Okay, so so you know, apart that, I can see daily, you know, and that was that was a thing that uh, that helped me to you know to to push the guy to 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 create you know the cooperation in Bernal and push team for the second team and, and then he did well again and then to sign him professional contract so uh, but, but not only that um, one of the guys you mentioned that I like you know by by watching him was Pinatfu uh, uh, okay so and um, I tried to get him we tried to get him this summer and he came to Bonn and uh, very good situation for him as well but but those are the situations that as you said I think we need to we need to we need to attend because even if your team is not there in, in maybe in one or two years or three years or four years as a BBL uh, club you're going to try to sign or eventually you will sign one of these players so the better you know the player the more possibility you have you know to to, to really uh, be more sure about 
decide them for one kid yeah. or the other. Yeah. Right. So, so I really think. And you have a connection. Have Maybe you get the chance to, to really talk to the guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And exactly. you will remember this. Exactly. Exactly. No, no, like exactly. four years later. No, no. And exactly. Maybe that's the decisive factor for him to actually sign with you Absolutely. rather than signing somewhere else yeah, yeah. because he knew, hey, yeah, yeah. we met there. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. saw me play. You invested exactly. your time in order yeah. to get to know me. Mm -hmm. So no, no, it was it was like that, and then that happened to me with with players actually. That happened because I, I tried to, you know, sometimes happen there that you get to know the guys and uh, and there and uh, it is it is like that. I remember. I know Frankfurt was another another in Frankfurt. Right, we had we had Wackenburg, Frankfurt, Ulm. No. Yeah, Ulm. No, Ulm, Frankfurt. Ulm, Frankfurt. Frankfurt, Wackenburg, Wackenburg. and Jena. You know. Okay, so so and in Frankfurt, I remember that I talked to Karim Yalo that he was there not playing, but he uh, there whatever you know. So I get to know the guys better, you know, and uh, and uh, that is helpful for me and it's helpful for the, for the players as well. So I think as a club we need to do it. So I will. I'm, I'm missing more sport directors in the BBL that, that can do that job, uh, and because if, if the coaches are are the ones to selecting or, or building the teams, there that weekend they're playing, so they cannot go many times. Okay, so uh, among other things, I think the sport directors should be that because they should attend all this this event, and and for me it has the double the double uh, intention. One is try to start getting to know the older guys, um, and um, and also to support your young teams. You know, so I think it's important for them whenever they they, they see the sport director. You know, in in their at their games or their special events. Okay, so this is for me something that is that is important. You know? And sometimes it just helps to get out of what you're doing each and every day. Yeah. When you're in BBL, when you're in Euroleague, I think it's always nice to just get a chance to you know, see the young guys play because most of them are doing this just for fun. And this is where we all started. I think it, it always helps remind oneself, hey, this is, we're in a world where we get paid to watch sports. And, and this, is, this is a beauty. Yeah, yeah, to sometimes absolutely. go back to the roots. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. The, the only bad thing is family, you know? So right. family is uh, suffering that because my wife says, like, you, all, you not only go to the BBL games, then you watch BBL games on TV or attend if you can. Then you go to Bernal and then you go to the girls now and then you go to the juniors and then so, so it's, a, it, it's hard, it's hard, you know. And whenever you have a weekend that you can maybe be at home and you say like, no, I have to go to, you know, and I go to the, 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 the whatever, junior tournament, the Euroleague junior tournament in Munich, or the, or the final four, the MBBL top four, and whatever, then, then it's, it's hard, but... but it's on the it other is. hand, it helps when you have somebody like your wife, who sometimes helps you to get out of the basketball circuit to say, yeah, hey, you know, uh, no, just, you just need to clear off your mind, just do nothing about basketball yeah. for I, two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aito is a master of this. Aito is a master and, uh, and he's a good example, okay? So he's always encouraged people to, to read, to improve, to knowledge, you know, to get knowledge. 
but not only by focusing on basketball, but but doing other things. Okay, and and, and he really does that. The, the, the day off, he's always you know doing different things, photography he likes and, and, and geography. He's doing a lot of things. So so it's uh, it's it's something also that is very useful, very useful. But coming back to the basketball part, and when we talk about um, you know what you have to do as a sports director and as a scout which is a huge factor in all of this and I truly believe you you can't have or mo in, in most cases you have both parts combined in one part person a scout is somewhat a sports director or a sports director is somewhat a scout as well but because most clubs don't have both yeah, 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 so exactly. you have to be I grew up that way in both, in, both in one person um, in what way did the experience with the Atlanta Hawks have an influence on you on, on, on how you work these days mm -hmm. compared to how you worked prior to that stint with yeah. Atlanta in, in Gran Canaria and in uh, Estudiantes? Yeah. Well, that was a great experience, a fantastic experience. Not only or not especially uh, regarding the scouting part. Yeah but the whole life experience to be part of, uh, of a group because I was very lucky. We were a group of seven people. That was the, the whole management, the basketball part, the GM, Just for the system. Or the whole, no, 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 okay, the, the whole management. The whole okay. management, you know, the okay. GM, the assistant GM, the, you know, uh, basketball operations, and we were just seven, okay? So, and uh, and, and they, they, integrate me at uh, all levels okay so I was there talking about uh, you know in, in, in the meetings you know that, uh, that we talk about everything you know not, not even just international okay so so and I was very lucky because because they just did it because they liked me and they want to you know for me to, to be there and I was not really a part of, of that uh, you know specific situation about talking about college or, or things you know they, they I, I was one month doing um, trips uh, in the United States to visit college and to scout players there that at the end it was just uh, something that they did in order to you know to 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 teach me how how they do you know and, and uh, so but so it was a great experience and the scouting part it was uh, it helped me to uh, organize you know the analysis better Okay, okay, so really having a structure. Uh, okay, so so uh, a, a, a template and how to how to analyze the players or how to put the information uh, for being used for somebody else. Okay, yeah. so because I was I I didn't have that need. You know, I I just did the job in Gran Canaria when I started. And, and, and you did it for yourself, exactly. not for anybody else. Exactly, I did it yeah. for myself. You yeah. know, and I just shared that with the coach. You know, and talk and explain or whatever. But nobody else was uh, or had the need to really had access to the whole idea or information. You know, and uh, and uh, but they they did because you know the way they do, and that helped me a lot because then I structure the situation better. Um, and also, um, what, I, what I did is when I get to Berlin, I replied that and I created a scouting department because it's uh, becoming more and more as a job now to be a scout for NBA teams, for, for websites, for, you know, for different uh, organizations. 
so I think it's something useful for our coaches. So uh, all our coaches, the group of coaches that we have, professional coaches, they're part of the scouting department. And we have like uh, meetings, you know, like monthly, month and a half, something like that. And we organized in the same way, same extractor. We have the same uh, Excel files with, uh, with the group. Uh, but we focus in just Germans, okay? So we have a, we have a, a list of every kit, of every you know German kit. We know basically uh, the whole German kits from different generations. So I think now it's 2005 or something like that. It's the youngest, okay? And uh, and we what we do is we talk about them and uh, we set up a, a task. So we, we get videos mm -hmm. and we analyze and we do reports and we share the ideas, the reports, and at the end of the, of the or during the season, we decide, <coughs> we grade the, the kids and we have them in, in the list by, by, by importance and by positions and by years, okay? So then at the end, we think the, uh, there's a guy very good uh, and a guy that we should recruit or at least a guy that we should follow, okay? So maybe we'll recruit the guy or maybe not. We're not super aggressive on recruiting. We have a very limited space for guys from outside. So we wanna, we wanna focus on the guys in, in Berlin, uh, but we have the chance to bring some. Uh, and, but what we do is follow them because eventually, whenever they, they will become BBL players and we should uh, decide if we want to hire them or not. So, so it's, uh, it's what we're doing and we're doing following what I learned with the Hawks, you know, the whole model as mentioned, the template, how to roll the, the, the And vice versa, do you feel the Atlanta Hawks learned something from your, let's say, European approach mm -hmm. of scouting, evaluating yeah. players, especially because I believe they, they hired you to especially survey the, the European market. Yeah, 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 right? international so market. Yeah. Because they, they realized they are in need of something like this, mm -hmm. or because they weren't satisfied with the results yeah. beforehand, or no? I think I think they did uh, because they wanted. They had a cow that is that is good, uh, but I think they see the potential of of bringing somebody in. That there was already, a, let's say, in a different level was, by being. Or who was raised in this environment. Yeah, and, right. and not only that, because they have Europeans doing okay. the job. But, but the guys that have been in the business in a different level, you know, because normally scouts, they've just been scouts maybe, you know, for all their life. But they say this guy has been, uh, you know, a coach, has been a, a sport director, you know, has been a GM in Gran Canaria as well, uh, handling everything, all marketing everything in the club. Um, so normally they think that uh, that they cannot, and I think it's true, that you know the people that has been already a, manage, a manager in, in Europe, they're not able, to, you know, the, to say, no, I'm going to be the international scout of, of one franchise, you know. So people think that this is like, a, I don't know, maybe it's maybe step back, step back or, or whatever, something like yeah. that, because you know. Uh, but I, but I, but I was super excited to do that. Uh, and uh, and they were also super excited, you know, because because I think I helped that with a different vision, not only with the vision of a scout, but a vision of a, of a management, of a manager that is able to to decide or, or think 
if not only the potential of this kid is good, but the whole situation around it will be good or not, you know? So he's coming from a place that the players, whenever they go out of the place, they're not really good at this or, I don't know, with the changes or a lot of visions and perspectives that maybe a, a scout they don't have, you know? And uh, so, no, I think, I think uh, you know, they were, they were happy and, and, okay, the NBA is a crazy business, so it changed so fast, everything, so they're no longer even in, in Atlanta. Not only one guy is left in Atlanta from my time there. Um, now they're in different organizations. Uh, but when, when I left, you know, because I have the offer, uh, Marco insisting, insisting, uh, they say, Mar, you know, do it. We think it's, it's, we, we knew that that could happen because you know you belong to a management level you know in Europe it's, it's higher uh, but uh, but if you want to come back you just you just call us back any of us because we will be spread and it's true they are spread and, uh, and you get a job back so so that was cool that was cool last question about the Atlanta Hawks part mm -hmm. how happy has Imar Ojeda been this very summer? Finally, being able to sign Marcus Ericsson yeah, after, after drafting him in yeah, 2014, exactly, exactly. Yeah, because this was happy. when I when I looked through Evita and you know, so okay, we have the, the two year, maybe one and a half span in, in Atlanta. So what happened during the draft yeah, yeah. In, in 2014? And I mean, obviously, you've been somewhat part of the 2015 part as well, uh, draft as well, but especially the 2014, yeah, 2014 15th, 15th pick. Marcus Ericsson, I was yeah, like, yeah. okay, so we have a story over there, yeah, so, yeah. so... Yeah, but I was, honestly, that that was, um, you know, I, I was shocked because the whole night is, is an, ex, is a, you know, uh, and unique ex experience. Is there, to, is to there be in some, some way one could ever prepare for something that, like this? No, because I was with them the whole year and, and collaborate the whole year full time and collaborating before that the like part time with them so very far from that only one meeting in Atlanta or two meetings in Atlanta something like that but uh, but that was you know I did I just got there with the, like a couple days before and um, and okay we had a lot of meetings whatever but I didn't expect how how you know how incredible would be that or how exciting you know uh, that night and since we were just you know a few guys it was it was really intimate and and, and it was it was it was super fun um, because it's it's crazy it's super decision has to be uh, taken in, in, you know in, in, in minutes with the information uh, not only with the consideration, not only about if we like the player or not, but if the contract, uh, for example, if we do a trade or whatever, is something that we legally can do. Yeah. You know, so it's it's crazy. Um, and, but I was I was really really fan. And the first round is completely different to the second round. Okay, so the first round was is, is a lot of tension there, and concentration. The second round. It's a little bit more relaxed, okay? So once we get to the second round, everything is a little bit more, more relaxed. And, uh, and I feel super proud because the two picks that we have in the second round were two Europeans, Marcus Eriksson and Dimitri Sagramanis. Um, and, uh, and I was insisting, you know, the whole year about Eriksson, but now with the dream that we can draft him because, uh, you know, I think it's hard, you know, if he developed physically, he could have a role in, 
but still, you know, it's it's hard for him to develop physically. But uh, but I really like the guy. I said he has something unique. You know, he can shoot the ball, and the people say he cannot play at maximum level. And maybe maximum level is Euro Cup and or ACB. And you know, he killed the ACB. And people say he cannot play Euro League, and he played Euro League last year. And he was the go-to guy in Gran Canaria. And still, he had a great season. But and everyone were were. Uh, uh, putting pressure on him, you know, the opponents scout the guy and, and a lot of coaches told me, you know, we prepare the games trying to stop Ericsson. If we stop Ericsson, we can win this game. And we couldn't even stop, you know, so he still scored 15, 20 points. So he has something good and I like him since the very beginning. I tried to sign him for Grand Canaria, I couldn't. Uh, I draft him and I finally was able to, to sign him this year. So I was I was super happy and the dad was I met the dad the other day first time in Berlin and I told him and I say no I know that you like him for for years we knew that in the family so we were also happy that finally you know you, you, you two work together so so no it was it was so the draft it was a great experience they also did uh, you know some some let's say some. No, actually it was like that. It was like we were talking about some Europeans that we have, certain different names there, and it was the coach, Budenholzer. This is how it was, because we were considering uh, Marcus in the 60, we have the 60 as well, or 59, something like that, or 60, 55, or 60, something like that. And we were considering him for the last, maybe, okay? Uh, we were talking about some other players to decide, two, three players, pa 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 names, and then the coach, Puden Holzer, that was also there, he said like, hey, what if we go with this Ericsson that Imar has been talking the whole year long, you know? And then everyone, you know, it was like that, everyone was in silent, and then uh, the GM says like, Imar, what do you think? And I said like, you know, I love the guy, you know? And then it was Puden Holzer say, so, okay, let's let's go for the guy. And then the GM was like, I said like, okay, Let's go for, for for him, you know, and uh, and then you know they they did it, and then they say, but uh, but you know what? It's going to be you, and I said like what? Because we have a guy in charge of the phone, okay. speaking with the NBA, and say like no no, it has to, it's, it's going to be you, you know, saying, uh, and then uh, they call the phone ring and then they pass direct straight to me you know the guy and I, I say hey I thought it was a joke you know and I say yes and I say like we need your pick and I said like what the is that? so it was it was super funny it was super cool uh, but but yes I, I like Marcus Ericsson since a long time ago and uh, and uh, I'm very happy that he's here yeah. final question before I let you go um, obviously the whole basketball world has a business side to it as well. Mm -hmm. You recruit players, or you, you scout players, you try to recruit players, you try to sign, or you draft players, that doesn't mean you eventually sign yeah. the player. Yeah. Maybe another five years pass by until you're ultimately able to really sign them. Mm -hmm. Talking about the Marcus Ericsson's of the world, but sometimes you can't. Yeah. So what do you do for how for yourself or how do you handle all the stuff that doesn't go the way as planned or doesn't go the way you would love it to happen? How 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 have you learned for yourself to just work with 
you know, with the, the negative side yeah, of the, yeah. the business. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, uh, you need to you need to learn that this part of the of the business of the situation. I mean, sometimes is it really this simple? Yeah, I think sometimes it's in your favor and sometimes it's against you. You know, so for example, I have a lot of cases that players that uh, that I let's say kind of not discover because there's always people that know but maybe yes from the Euro for the European market or something like that you know sometimes I see a guy and I say like wow this guy is good you know I start following the guy and I like the guy and then I have no chance to sign the guy you know so and, uh, and I remember one of the I don't know there's a lot of cases you know that uh, but one guy that I was uh, pursuing and trying to see okay I can do it. it happened to with Marcus Ericsson you know they said like now now is my time because this summer I think you know they're not using really in Barcelona or whatever so now or Manresa or whatever and then Barcelona you know then I you know it's uh, or some other teams get you know the agent call is everything is more or less prepare or, or you know agree with the agent or they're in a good conversation yeah I know we like the idea and then he called you and say hey sorry this team call me and just you know we call whatever call me and you know we cannot say no and you know this situ but you need to learn that this is part of the situation you know and, and happen too mean too many different ways okay so with players that you see and, and you want to sign and then you cannot sign it because somebody else call or a guy that you're ready to bring, you know, or a guy that you already have, you know. We brought uh, 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 Marius Grigonis, you know, the three-year contract. He's a guy to be with us, and that's great. And then you you cannot, you know. So so Salkiris call and say, hey, would you try to convince the guy? But you understand that he's he's going to the, in the Euroleague level. We were not Euroleague and a good situation and. And, and then we just say, okay, it's, it happened, you know. But I remember with Luke, I, with Luke Sigma, I, I recruit him. I see him in, in, in Portsmouth, and uh, and then I sign him for my second team, my, my Bernau in Gran Canaria. It was La Palma, and then they kicked me out of Gran Canaria, and they kicked everyone out. So so he was out, and then whenever I, you know, uh, I I was I had no team, so I couldn't sign him. Um, and then whenever I get a team, he was in Valencia, and Valencia is big word, so then, you know, I couldn't sign him, but then eventually, you know, I tried the next year, and I could get it, you know, so this, those are the good stories, uh, because you follow the guy, because he knows you, he trusts you, and this is what we talk about, the top four, what you mentioned, you know, yeah. so you, you, you more or less create a relationship, and at the end, people take decisions by relationships, so, so it, was, it was good. And um, and uh, and sometimes it's, it's in the opposite way, you know. So I was uh, pursuing a guy that uh, come out of college, Tashevsky, and he played in the G League, and I think I get it, you know. But uh, but you know, in the middle of the season, you know, Milano has a injured player, and they they go for him, and now he's an 800 or whatever you know money player that we cannot get him, but that I think it would good fit for us. But you just need to think, okay, next time. And sometimes it's the opposite way. Sometimes I like so players that learned, I can know. Have you learned for yourself to let people go? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the worst case is uh, whenever 
you cannot, not whenever you cannot sign a guy that you don't have. I mean, that's hard because you saw the guy and then he's super successful and you say, I saw the guy, I, I wanted him. But At least it's, it's some, some kind of validation that you were right. Exactly, exactly. This is how you need to take it. You need to take it and say, okay, I was right. So yeah. that was a good player. So I was doing the right job, keep doing it. This is the, the very good reading. And this is what I do. Okay, that guy is successful there and I was up this close to get it, okay, good, this is good. I cannot get it because different circumstances, but this is good, okay? So this is, you need to turn it around and take it as a, as you say, as a good reading and a, and a compliment of things. So uh, it's worth, whenever you have a guy and he left you, okay? As Marius has said, but I learned that in Gran Canaria because I recruit a lot of players, JC Carroll, and I signed him two years. He has a buyout. Nobody called the first son. Because nobody knew or nobody no, wanted He to. was already the top scorer okay. in the ACB. But still a skinny guy and people, you know, no, he's, he's good in Grand Canaria, but with us he's not going to be good. But second year, whenever he starts doing again, then Madrid says, you know, this is our guy. And they came. And I remember with Carol, I tried, you know, then we got crazy with the money, we tried to, uh, and at the end I was frustrated, you know, but I remember talking with the neighbor, and says, like, you know, let it go, you know, it's, it's, you know, you need to realize, you know, and it was good because what he told me was the end, what he told me says, listen, you're doing a good job, you're recruiting the right guys, but you are where you are, you are in a team that is a middle-level team at that time, that is doing things over expectations, uh, but that's it. You cannot pretend to be someone that you were not, you know, so you cannot try to keep the guy for what, you know, trying to go over your budget in order to, for what, you know, just go for the next one. And very veteran agent experience and, uh, and it's good, it's good. This is what I did from that time and said like, okay, so I have no, no problems with those situations, you know, I, I feel proud. You know? And sometimes it's you the one that doesn't, you know, uh, can match, sometimes you cannot match the level of the player. This is what I explain all our players. Listen, as long as we match the, the maximum level, your level, I think you should, you know, stay without one. But if it's something, you know, I cannot pretend to try to hold a guy that is an NBA guy. You know, imagine Madrid saying like, no, don't you? Do we are, yeah, Madrid probably one of the best teams in Europe, but it's not the NBA, right? So, and, and we're the same. You know? So that's the reason that I like the club is growing because now we're Euroleague. So now we have less, let's say, competitors in order to, you know, to give players, we, we give a great organization in, in a Euroleague level. So the only thing that they can miss is now a team that play the final thing. Okay, we are not that team yet. We're we're far, but uh, but anything else we can give to the players. That's it. Very last question. Because you touched it, because you are at yeah. the, the Euroleague level now. Mm -hmm. Does this make your job easier or harder? I mean, easier, yes, because yeah, I, I'm, I was the about players to are not able to you know, yeah. go much higher. Yeah. But on the other hand, there are a ton of agents, players, whoever it may be, that you know, we got the right guy for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, no, easier, easier because. Uh, because of what we have been talking, you know, I was, sometimes I see players that I like, 
that they go into a level that I cannot match with my team and then oh, I would love to have that guy. So by being in EuroLeague now we are at the maximum level. So so they cannot say they can say, yeah, but the money is not enough. Okay. Okay. And I learned not to, to be crazy about these things. Money is not enough. This is true. This is our money. But this is our circumstances. Everything is, is good, you know. Uh, but the level of, of, the, of the competition is the maximum, so that makes life easier, definitely easier. In order to recruit players, definitely easier. But on the other hand, they need to match that level. I mean, you need to be careful because there's some players that you like. The mistake I can make and, and I will make is that I like a player that I would sign for my Euro Cup team or BBL team, and he's not. You know, you're really okay, and then then we struggle a little to be happen, uh, but sometimes limitation of money uh, push you to, to do that, and, you know, protect you about that. You know, we need to go for guys that are not EuroLeague because we cannot pay the EuroLeague guys. You know, we need to discover our guys by growing them in the league or something like that. But. Uh, the most important thing is, is, is try to, is what happened with Fexa, for example, last year. You know, they had a great season, they lost, you know, T.J. Gray, Hollis, you know, players. Okay, and that's how it is, you know, it's, uh, let's, let's try to, they will, they did a good job, let's go for the next step, you know, and, and I think this is something that also Bond is trying to build and, and uh, or, you know, have been building during years and, and now, you know, with the philosophy of, of trying to, to create a culture, you know, the recognizable culture to develop players. Young guys, we mentioned, Nasser and, 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 and some others, uh, at the end, that, give you, that will give you a lot of results in the mid-long term. And, and this is, you know, we need to, you need to know who you are, okay? Because in, in the sport, we tend to think that because it's a sport and things uh, it's not math, so mi miracles can happen. We tend to think that that it should happen. And it's not like that. It's, no, not, it's like not like that. People uh, start to get a little bit, you know, worried. Yeah, but you guys, before we we beat uh, Red Star and Panathinaikos, oh, but you have lost six games in the Euro League and whatever. But it's a new game. Yeah, but, uh, but come on. I mean, we are humble. In, in you know, we just you. You know, that means you are bad, no? That means you're trying to build, you know, and you need to learn a lot of things. So this is the thing. So, so now we need to come on. Listen, guys, we have lost against the teams that are ranked in the first eight. You know, six losses against six teams that are. So what do we do? Expect? Yeah, but the effort, the intensity, whatever. Yeah, miracles happen from time to time. But first of all, let's take decisions at the end of the years at the year and second because still a lot of things can happen and second you know and not not talking about us that we are patient of course uh, but but also the small clubs you know they all think that they need to be the miracle team and this is very difficult you know this is very difficult. you can't and you can't count on being the miracle team. no 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 you need to you need to I try mean, to be super yeah, wonderful exactly. but but it's not uh yeah yeah and and there's a lot of circumstances that help on that, okay, to, 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 to became you the miracle team, you know, and, and some 
are. I like I like Trisheim situation. You know, the, they suffered last year. You know, they, Su they, they suffered victim. But what I feel like what they did right this very summer is they invested a. A ton of time into recruiting players. Mm -hmm. That's what I know from talking to one of the guys who's been within their inner circle. Yeah. And they say, oh, they, they've been asking everybody. Everybody. They, they, they picked up the phone and called high school coaches, coaches from three to four to five years back in time to, hey, what kind of a guy is this, this player? And, and talk to teammates, talk to physios, you know, all the, the, the small things that uh, help you really evaluate a player. If what I remember, the right. I remember a couple of years ago when uh, I was still with, with Bonn and we signed a player. A, a a press officer from an opposing team called me and said, "Why do you guys sign this guy?" And I'm like, "Hey, I don't know. I'm just writing the press release." And he's like, "Hey, let me tell you this: we'll have a great preseason. You will get, you will win you two out of the first two, three games of the season, and then you don't see them for the rest of the year." And it was exactly like this. And I was like. I mean, if something is that predictable, how come you don't know this before you sign a guy like this? Maybe, maybe we talk to the wrong people within yeah. the club, or I don't know, but, but it's the, the intangibles. It's, uh, you need to do the job. That's the reason I insist about the sport directors, uh, to have a sport directors, to people doing that, because this is super important. At the end, it's not that, uh, you know, that I do, that I have uh, secret uh, tricks or whatever. It's like, it's, it's do the job, you know, and, and, and Fechner is doing, you know, Fechner was doing, you know, they, they, they have uh, uh, guys, you know, that uh, at least that they trust, a scout, that they call, a some, and, you know, and uh, so, so they've been trying to do the job, okay? So, so this is this is something uh, very very important, and also I like the the patience and the continuity, you know, because at the end, Crichton has the same staff as long as they know, you know, same coach, and and some of the players are still there, whatever. So, so and this is something that I think is is good in in Germany. It's better than than in Spain that they, but in the sports, it's even here sometimes like okay, now we need. To, uh, come on, you know, let's let's work, let's be patient, let's not just lay down, but let's you know try to do the job and let's try to get to know the players from from time and try to put the guys together that we really believe and we try to create a good environment in order for for get the best out of out of it. So that's that's the key. That's the key. Closing this one out, muchas gracias to Alba's media manager Justus Schrauben for making this interview possible. A very special shout out goes to Senor Imar Ojeda himself for letting me pick his brain despite being on a super busy schedule. As a listener, feel free to follow Something Basketball on Instagram at Something Basketball and leave some feedback on whatever platform you've been listening to this episode or give us a 5-star rating to help this fine podcast grow. Until then, substitution, I'm out.